perfect, Louis. Perfect, like a prayer by Madonna. So, you know, um, last year I went to La Sorrentina. La Sorrentina, I go every week. It's a uh, very popular Italian restaurant right in my neighborhood, right on 129. You go there, Lou. And I uh, love the father, John Mazzola, and uh, his son, Joseph, is one of my best friends in the neighborhood. He's a lovely guy. love him. And last year I went and um, I saw Joe Esposito there. I saw him there a couple of times. And he was hanging out with uh, Judge Patricia Domango. You know, she's uh, one of those hot bench judges. She's been on the show many times. Staten Island girl, I love her. And Monsignor David Casado, I didn't know him. And, uh, well, they had karaoke that night. My kids sang and they danced. And and uh, this Monsignor, very handsome, you know, white hair and, you know, speaks very, very well. And he's dancing. And I'm like, look at this guy. This Monsignor's like a regular guy. He's good looking. He's dancing. I loved him. And then I didn't really see him uh, for a long time. I talked to him. And then when I went to Joe Esposito's mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral last week with Bo Deedle and Peter King, and uh, anybody who is an important New Yorker was there. They were all there. The uh, the Monsignor delivered uh, an, a eulogy that was absolutely perfect. It was great. I mean, the mayor was great that day. He was. Eddie Caban was great. Joe's daughters were magnificent. But I thought Casado stole the show. So here he is making his debut on Sid and Friends in the Morning, beloved Monsignor David Casado. Good morning, uh, Monsignor. How are you, pal? Good morning. It's great to be on the the show with you. I've been getting calls all morning from my friends saying you're going to be on Sid. It's a it's a great honor to be with you. I think some of you need to go to confession though. There, there's a lot of stories I heard in the last half hour. It <laughs> needs, needs to be a confession. So uh, you know, Lent is coming. I'll be around. I'll be around a lot. So if you need it, I'm here. Well, you say you'll be around a lot, but I remember and Curtis brought this up. The El Carib party. In fact, when I saw you that night at La Sorrentina, it was kind of a pre-retirement party. You know, you're getting like uh, Brett Favre and Mike Francesa. Are you retiring? Or are you still playing? What's the deal? <laughs> uh, I'm still playing, but the, the thing is, I retired from being the pastor, meaning, you know, give somebody else a chance in, in running the show. Uh, I still do a lot of work. I'm still the police chaplain. I'm still the vicar for Catholic schools in Brooklyn and Queens, and I'm still the director of the Italian Apostolate. That's why I go to La Sorrentina, to keep my Italian flavor going. Oh, I love that. So listen, Curtis told me earlier he's on every day and, uh, he, you know, he grew up in Canarsie with you and you went God's way and, well, he didn't, but he's still a terrific guy. Uh, and he said that there was a time when Monsignor Casado was almost a Jew. Is there any truth to that? There, well, the story is I went to public school for kindergarten and I came home with a menorah at Christmas time. This is back in the 50s. I had Miss Kaplan and Miss Abramowitz as my teacher. <laughs> and, uh, I came home with it and I said to my father, why aren't we Jewish? <laughs> and he said, you're going to the Catholic school tomorrow. Uh, you know what's and funny about that is I grew up in Brooklyn in the 1970s, and I'm Jewish, 
And I loved, I idolized, I still do John Travolta and his character Tony Monero in Saturday Night Beaver. So I went home and I said, why aren't we Italian? And I was mad at my parents for years. In fact, I went to Poly Prep and every one of my friends to this day, Joe Tacopino, Arthur Idala, Danny Pagliano, they're all Italian. So they said to me, now you're going to Yeshiva. And I went to Solomon Schechter. But on a serious note, talking about Italians and Jews, as I get set to go to Israel on Saturday, Monsignor. The thing that really warms my heart is it's easy for the Jewish people uh, to feel victimized after October the 7th. But what I've seen is a tremendous amount, tremendous amount of non-Jews, Christians, who have uh, stood beside me in my fight against Hamas and standing up for the Israeli people. That, I must tell you, Monsignor, warms my heart every bit as much, if not more, than the Jews. I must say I agree with you, and we need to really pray for an end of this whole terrorism, this Hamas. It's 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 just evil. It's evil, and we got to pray. I, I really and truly, every morning when I start the mass, I say we pray for peace, for peace in this world, an end of all this craziness. People have to come together and respect each other and love each other and show that love. I'm I'm praying for your successful trip when you leave on Saturday. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Well, thank you for that, Monsignor. I appreciate that. And, you know, talking about prayers again, I I did mention when I introduced you just moments ago the beautiful eulogy you delivered for our mutual friend, uh, Joe Esposito, who did pass away a couple of weeks ago. And it was a tremendous loss for the NYPD, for New York, and for people like us who are actually his friends. You were very, very close with Mr. Esposito. What do you want to say to his family listening right now? I just got to tell you, I pray. Uh, I'm going to get upset. I pray for Joe every day. He touched my heart. He touched the heart of so many people in this city. That cathedral was packed because everyone in that cathedral he did good things for. You know, the, the gospel I chose was the last judgment. Whatever you do for the least, you do to me. He did great things, good things for everyone. And it hurts my heart that he's gone, but I know he's together with his wife, Bella, in heaven, and they're at peace together. Tell me about the, uh, that was beautiful again, you are just an amazing guy, Monsignor David Casado. A lot of criticism out there, Monsignor, about the Catholic Church. I got to tell you, even Jews, uh, you know, not very happy. Christians, yes, but Catholics as a whole haven't exactly stepped up. Even the Pope went out there and started talking about the Palestinians. And I hate to tell you, as a Jew, we don't want to hear about them. So, uh, uh, and that's just one of the criticisms, the, the reaction to Israel. There's others, as you know, that we're not going to get into. But what about uh, your opinion on the criticisms of the Catholic Church? Well, the, the church has had its faults, and as as every kind of institution, and we try very hard to correct them. We try very hard to work with people, all people, and it, it, it causes sometimes the conflicts. We're, we're we're trying our best to clear up all those issues that have surrounded us for for years. 
we work at it, we pray, and we try to do good. There's an Italian expression, fa bene escorditi, fa male pensati, do good and forget about it, do bad and think about it. Hmm. And uh, we're trying our best as a church. And, you know, there's a lot of issues in the church, too, that we work on every day. No, I know that. I mean, it was uh, kind of an ongoing joke, what happened with kids in the church. And it's been a really, really long time to to credit the church, to, uh, you know, to stop all that nonsense. And to this day, people still make jokes about altar boys and all that, and it does bother me. I do want to ask you, though, about uh, people. People in general, right? Because here you are delivering a message every day. You're still out there every day as a pastor, uh, showing up at places like St. Patrick's Cathedral. I'm sure you still do confessionals as well. And um, people, for the most part, are good. But I think if you ask the average person on the street of New York, Monsignor, of New York about people, they're not going to have a very glowing picture seems to be that people are down on people these days because, quite frankly, if you watch the news every day, people are doing things, not just in Israel, but even here, that are absolutely inhumane. What are your thoughts on people in general? My, the thing is, I really find a lot of good people. It, you know, the, the big press gets all the negative stuff. But there's tremendous amounts of very good, real people that touch each other really in a fine way. I look at it, you know, like as a, as a priest. I see such wonderful things happening. You know, people going out and feeding, you know, the homeless. People going out and trying to help others in different ways. The door of the rectory is constantly open, and people come in, and, and they're always there looking to help others. It, you know, it's, it's maybe a lot of people get negative because of certain issues that come up. All you hear are negative things in the press. Very rarely do you hear good news. And, and I think that's a very interesting thing, Sid. You know, I, I think the barometer on people is much better than we realize. Yesterday, I went to the Calvary Hospital at the, the old Lutheran Hospital, and I went in there, and going into that place and seeing the goodness of people taking care of people was absolutely touching. And, you know, uh, it, it, it was a very beautiful experience, and to visit a person dying and know that there were wonderful people in that program helping him in his final stages... That is beautiful. You know, I want to talk to you about God for a second, Monsignor. So that would be good. That yeah, would be good. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna have a very honest conversation with you and, and, and um and I think you'll appreciate it. So uh, though I grew up uh, you know, a little boy, Jewish little boy, and I went to shul and the temple and my father was a very conservative to Orthodox Jew, so we had a lot of religion in our house. I went not to one, but to two different yeshivas, Ocean Primary School as a little boy and then eventually Solomon Schechter High School. But I have to tell you, I ended up um, going through some difficult times with drugs and alcohol and had to go to rehab not once but twice. And how the program works is pretty simple, Monsignor. The first step is we're powerless, right? We've come to the realization that uh, one drink can uh, can lead to death, insanity, all kinds of horrible things. One bet, one sexual encounter, one drug, it's all the same. Once you get past that first step, which I was, was able to do, then you got to the the power part the the higher power part you know and i remember the first time i sat down with my drug counselor at a place in warnersville pennsylvania and he said sid 
why are you having such a hard time with the second and third step? God, I said, because I'm not sure there is one. Now, you have to understand, this was not long after my second rehab stay after 9-11. And I said, I don't get it. You explain to me how God allows planes to hit a building. You know, how God allows some guy to blow up a federal building in Oklahoma City that wiped out little kids. Look what these young girls are going through right now. They're getting raped as we speak in a tunnel in Gaza. What do you mean, God? You're telling me God is only good when I throw five touchdowns? And he said to me, he said, look, evil people take back their own will and do evil things. And that wasn't good enough for me. I said, no, I'm not buying it. It wasn't until my father was in a coma and I was driving through the hills of North Carolina and I saw a a um, a billboard with Jesus on it. And I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the billboard and I said, Jesus, whether you're my God or not, my father's about to die. Help me. And my father, against all medical odds, came out of that coma. And he survived another eight years. And I believed in God at that point. But I have to tell you, for a long time, Monsignor, horrible things are still going on. How do you explain that if God is altogether good? There's always going to be evil because of the choice. Everybody has choices. And the whole point is good has to conquer the evil. Your belief, my belief, helps to conquer the evil. And it, it, it's, it's such a, a hard thing to understand. You know, there's a book written by a rabbi, When Bad Things Happen to Good People. And it really takes on the question of, of suffering. You know, when, when I was with Espo those last days uh, and going to the, to the hospital to visit him, it was such a struggle to understand, you know, this good, good man, this good man had such suffering. And it it caused a lot of, you know, conflict within myself, you know, saying, please, God, give him peace. And, and you know, you go through that. that that's, that's life, as they say. You know, that's life, my friend. And, and, and life has all sides. It has the good and sometimes the struggles. And that's why you need faith. The only way you can walk through all this stuff, this suffering in life, is with faith, you know, in God. And, and you know you you felt that you felt that yourself you know that that moment when you had that encounter and you prayed and your father lived eight more years yeah, yeah. Those, those those I mean I could tell you stories in my own life sure my father my father too I could well we maybe we'll save that for another day. I'll tell you this, so in the final 60 seconds, you were great this morning. I knew you'd be great. I'm not surprised, but um, on the way out, would you agree then that it is time? government and other bodies to stop messing with the church or temple, whatever it is, religion in schools, that part of the reason why this race, this human race, part of the reason why this human race has gone astray, if you will, is the lack of religion. Yes? Oh, I give it 100% agree. And you know what? I think a lot of things would change if if we return to a, a practice of religion. I'm Catholic, but 
practicing your religion. Uh, you know, I always use the expression, I leave you with this, Sid. Families that pray together stay together. I'm a firm believer in that. I said it in the schools when I was at St. Athanasius. I said it every day with the kids. Families that pray together stay together. God bless you, and thank you for this opportunity. God bless you. Thank you for all the great that you do. So many people love you, Monsignor, including me. So keep talking, and uh, thank you so much. We'll do this again very soon. God bless. Anytime. God bless you. Take care. There he is, Monsignor David Casado. That's a special man right there. Thank you very much for that.